Hi, this is Dr. Tom Rogers at Performance Medicine with a very special guest today, a newfound friend, colleague, and confidant, um, Dr. Dave Beckner. It's so great to have you here today. Um, I've gotten to know Dave really in the last few months, who's a guy that's kind of, we have a lot of common ground in that you're interested in preventive medicine. Now, Dr. Beckner is an interventional cardiologist, which means he goes into people's hearts every day and opens up blockages. And for some amazing reason, he's really interested in prevention of heart disease, which is kind of unusual. You know, he's been studying functional or integrated medicine like I have for, you know, quite a while now. He spent a lot of time at the Cleveland Clinic, which is kind of the hotbed of integrative medicine and we say integrative medicine we mean prevention really I guess you would agree with that and that uh, we're trying to prevent heart disease um, and if you notice I have a cool looking shirt on here today um, which Dave gave me uh, a few weeks ago and Dave great to have you here tell me a little bit about why you gave me this shirt and what it means you have a farm Yes, thank you, Tom. It's, it's, it's been great getting to know you, and I really appreciate this opportunity. Um, yes, yeah, so we, uh, about uh, four or five years ago, um, decided that we really needed to leave our house. So we um, had, my wife and I had twins, and um, just felt like living on the lake wasn't the place for us. So we bought a farm, it's 100 acres, um, and um, so we said, well, we have to have a name for that farm. So we're growing uh, lavender and some other trees and things like that. And it's, it's, been, a, it's been a blast. I mean, a total blast because it's a, it's a family kind of oriented time, you know, that you can go out with all this stuff. And so we said, well, we have to have a name for it. And um, so my mom's middle name was Lou. And, um, and then the, the Sid comes from my German shepherd, Sid, who... He was 12 when he died. He died a couple years ago. So Lou said, and we put it together, and we kind of like the ring of that. So <laughs> that's, that's I love it. that. That's a great story. You know, doctors especially have to find a way to relax. I know my dad, who was a physician, loved being on his farm. He was operating all day. When he was off, he was on the farm, which really relaxed him a little bit. And that's so important for anybody to learn how to relax and to enjoy their lives as as physicians we get caught up and work really hard and sometimes physicians are the worst examples of health there is so that's one aspect that I've tried to bring to my practice is to be a good example for you know aging um, so a lot of my practice is of course anti-aging that's not a great term but you know that's who I did my fellowship through for functional medicine. So we all want to live longer and healthier. It's that health span we're looking for, which is a period of time where you actually feel great. Lifespan really means nothing because if you have to spend the last 10 years of your life wasting away in a nursing home, you know, it's not good. So health span is what we focus on. And cardiovascular disease is by far the number one killer of of any modern country and um, so that's what we're trying to prevent and you have some amazing things that you're doing here when I walked into your office today I was just blasted away about some of the stuff you're doing with actually the teaching of the cooking and the the cardiac rehab um, 
you're involved in number one your group that you're in here in the in the tri-cities in east tennessee and southwest virginia is just an amazing cardiovascular group i've always admired it and thought that if you had a cardiac event you needed to be somewhere this is the place to be i mean we're in a small area yeah we really have world-class cardiovascular services i mean you can't go to any larger city and find anything like what you guys have i think there's no question about that i mean it's the it's the gem of our whole healthcare system is cardiovascular with you guys and uh, we're so happy and proud of you guys it's amazing um um Dr. Jerry Blackwell, who's my next-door neighbor and friend for many decades, um, I've always been so impressed with him and the things he's been able to do. He not only saved my mom's life, yeah. but I told you that story. Yeah, but um, he's just a great innovator, and you and Jerry have really been coordinating some things with the Pritikin Institute out of, I guess, out of Cleveland Clinic, right? Well, the Pritikin, uh, so Pritikin has their longevity center down in Miami, and then um, they had a Pritikin center in California, but they, they closed it many years ago. So they've been working primarily out of Miami, but since they, when they began to realize that there were so many people who needed this sort of care, they um, begin to move out of this outpatient type program where it's more primary prevention. So in other words, you know, people who um, haven't had a heart attack yet or a cardiac event, that's who they were initially treating down in Miami. And they decided we should give this to people who've had a heart attack. Um, and that's, that's what uh, came out with the intensive cardiac rehab program that we were the seventh in the country to adopt. Now, um, all kinds of healthcare systems across the country are adopting uh, this Pritikin intensive cardiac rehab because it is so effective in patients who've had a heart attack um, or even just surgery on a valve, uh, heart failure, those, all those people qualify for the intensive cardiac rehab program. And the outcomes that we have, patients that go through this program, are, are just remarkable. They're remarkable. And, you know, our part of the country, um, unfortunately, is a hotbed for uh, cardiovascular disease. It's, it's just the, it's one of the, I hate to say it, but one of the worst areas in the country for, for development of cardiovascular disease. Why, why is that? I think that much of it is uh, based on our lifestyle. You know, we have, um, we have, you know, the saying that, you know, what we're learning now and that you and I have talked a lot about and is it's not so much your genetic code as it is your zip code. So, in other words, you know, we used to think that this genetics could not be changed. So when somebody would come walking into my office and they would say, well, my dad had a heart attack at the age of 55. I'm just waiting for mine. And, you know, 10 years ago, I might have uh, agreed with that person and said, well, let's do the best we can, but you're probably right. We believe nowadays that there's nothing further from the truth. Um, you know, these people can definitely change 
a lot of that uh, with their lifestyle. You know, uh, many of the things that you're able to do, you know, with their with um, their lipid profile, looking into that and doing various things, uh, understanding that diet and exercise is just everything. I mean, it's everything. Ultimately, you know, everybody wants kind of the quick fix, and you know, I'd, I'd love to be able to give that to people. Oftentimes, it's it's more, you know, the the, the uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint sort of thing. So you're trying to to change someone's lifestyle their lifestyle and and that's what Pritikin has been so effective at you get these people in after a heart attack when they're motivated um, and you begin to educate them they exercise and you actually you saw the the place we have for the cooking classes and and the patients go into those cooking classes and they begin to realize wait a second you know um, this stuff that I've been eating you know, uh, I always thought, well, what patients say to me is I always thought it was, you know, bamboo and grass that you had to <laughs> eat, you know, to get your cholesterol level down. And we find out it really isn't, you know, it's this stuff is pretty good and, and they learn how to cook it uh, on top of everything else. And, and before you know it, you know, their lifestyle has changed. And the only problem I have with any of this, which really isn't a problem, it's just the fact that we can't get to these people before they've had their heart attack, you know, because a program like this that we could reach a number of people in our area, we would, we would save lots of lives, but in addition to that, we'd save a lot of morbidity, you know, like you were talking about with the health span. That's everything now is health span. Um, it's not lifespan. Right. I agree with him. When you said that 10 years ago you learned something that was completely opposite of what you think now, I found that to be true in a lot of medicine. You know, things that I've been out 35 years, and, you know, if you don't keep up and keep an open mind and study this stuff, then you're just going to be practicing from years ago, and it's completely wrong. Just like they told us about diet back in the 70s and 80s, it was completely wrong what they told us. As a result, we have an obese country, and that's one reason why we did so bad with COVID is because obesity. So, you know, my focus has been for years now at Performance Medicine has been to reduce obesity, and I study it continuously. I look at hormones. This stuff's complex. I mean, just with the, the panels that we're running now, like the Cleveland Heart Panel, mm -hmm. um, where you can fractionate the, the lipid particles and look at, and look at that and kind of predict who's going to have heart disease and who isn't is one that I think it's the best thing I do in my practice. I know that, um, you know, you can encourage people all you want but unless you unless you enact on it that you know you're not going to get anywhere it's it's just amazing that um the resources we have to prevent heart disease and, and in my opinion everything mirrors heart disease i mean if you take care of your heart you're taking care of your brain your i.e prevention of dementia absolutely you're taking care of of course prevention of diabetes yes. and also cancer i mean what we do prevents cancer so in the parameters we look at like your cleveland heart panel 
your CT calcium scoring. Mm -hmm. You know, Dr. Blackwell got me into doing those years ago, and I've run thousands of them. And yep. really, I think probably saved a lot of lives based on getting that test and the Cleveland panel. No doubt. Because you can see inflammatory markers. You can see those fractionizations of your cholesterol. Even though you may have a fairly decent cholesterol number, if you're inflamed and you have a lot of small low density particles or maybe ApoB, it's it's things that we look at that's a lot more detail, requires a lot more time. I told you a funny story the other day about one of my patients a few years ago that I'd run the Boston heart panel on. Now I'm doing more Cleveland's, but it's actually a funny story um, <laughs> that bears repeating, but I had a patient that came to see me who had had a previous heart attack and had come to see me about something different. And of course I ran the, the Boston heart panel on him at that time because it tells me so many other things like hormone levels, thyroid, adrenals, um, fatty acid breakdown, genetic markers for heart disease and a lot of this. So um, I ran the panel and went over it with him and it happened to be that he was gonna follow up with his cardiologist the next week. And so, because he'd had a previous heart attack and, and so I say to him, hey, you need to take this to your cardiologist that way he won't have to run any more labs. He can just look at this and you know, you won't have to get any more lab work. This is great stuff. So. Um, <laughs> he comes back about two months later for something else, and I go, hey, what'd your cardiologist say uh, about your heart? And he, he goes, I'm never going to see that cardiologist again. And I go, why? And he goes, because you know that Boston Heart Panel that you said to give to him? He takes one look at it and says, this is BS, and throws it in the garbage can. <laughs> and sure. I was just, number one, I was tickled by it. I thought it was kind of hilarious and I was trying to figure out why he would do that and we mm -hmm. talked and mm -hmm. we both came to the conclusion that he didn't know how to interpret it. Yeah unfortunately you know that um, like you said before if you, if you don't keep up with this stuff it is it is this stuff is exploding I mean honestly it it um, you know the stuff that I read and and um, have looked into if you do not keep up with this um, this will leave you in the dust and and you know in cardiology there are lots and lots of things to keep up with you know if you're an interventional cardiologist you have to keep up with all the uh, procedures that we do uh, preventive cardiology you have to keep up with the things we've talked about and and general cardio on and on and on so there's a lot of things that we have to keep up with and I think as a profession if I had if I had one thing to say about um, um, our profession as a whole, and I'm, I'm extremely proud to be a part of this group in the, in the Tri-Cities. I think our group is, I mean, I'll brag for a second, but I, I agree with you. I think it's one of the best in the country. We have, um, you know, just a, a gem here for, for our community. And, and it's the result of all the work that has been put into our group by our leaders, our present leaders and our past leaders like uh, Dr. Blackwell. And so, I mean, I think our, our group is, is, I'm very proud to be part of this group. With all that said, if I had one thing to change about the cardiology profession as a whole, um, we don't spend enough time on um, nutrition, 
um, preventive medicine. You know, if the, the analogy that I give, it's like, you know, we have the faucet that's on and all this water's running down, you know, onto the floor. And all the doctors have their mops out and they're trying to mop it all up. And it would make a lot more sense to turn the, to turn the faucet off. And, um, you know, and that would be the preventive part of this, you know, if we were able to, to do that. Um, you know, touching on another thing that you said that I, that I wanted to uh, follow up on also is I heard a term the other day which uh, fits right into this, and it's, and it's called inflammaging. And I, I like it. <laughs> yeah. And I did, too, and it stuck with me because, you know, the obesity and the, and the weight that we're talking about and the lack of exercise – and, and even with COVID, what we learned is the, the obese people with metabolic syndrome and so forth that didn't do as well with COVID, it was a lot of this inflammation. And the obesity and metabolic syndrome creates all that inflammation. And what I try to tell people is how much better they would feel to get rid of that weight, which then has just a cascade of events that occur after that, that, that you and I know well, and it's and you know and I think patients as they begin to get into an exercise program, and and so forth, they begin to realize, and that's that's very fulfilling for us to see. I agree with you a hundred percent. You know, at, when I see a patient, I think the biggest marker on how you're going to live your life and how healthy you're going to be is really your weight. I mean, it's pretty easy to look at somebody and. And it's just something that we don't address enough because a lot of times it's like an elephant sitting in the room when you're with a patient because it's kind of embarrassing maybe or, mm -hmm. you know, but I, I've been a doctor so long that I'm not embarrassed or shy about being pretty upfront with people, <laughs> you know, and, and it's, as long as you do it tactfully, you know, you really help. And they do appreciate you bringing it up. And it's a lot more complex than, you know, just exercise more and eat less you know that's doesn't work mm -hmm. it's so much more complex because it's actually a metabolic lifelong disease really of insulin resistance so you know we dig into it from that aspect a lot is your insulin levels and all that which correlate with inflammation i like that new term that's yeah. a great term i'd have to put that on a t-shirt or something that's <laughs> awesome all yeah. disease is a result of inflammation when you look at the root cause of it but um I agree. I couldn't be more proud to live in an area that has a group like your group, your cardiovascular associates, starting back from years ago when Dr. Harry Turner mm -hmm. was, was starting you guys up and through the years. It's just amazing to see what you've done. And when I walked in here today to your Bristol facility and saw the Pritikin model and that you were one of the first ones to get on board and you spent so much time with a lot of heavy hitters, yeah. I mean, throughout the country, I just hope that I can kind of be a part of this, you know, and we can collaborate a little bit for our patients, and I can learn a lot more from you about this Pritikin protocol and how we can prevent, you know, mine, it's prevention. Mm -hmm. And what you're able to do, I'm just amazed at with the things you do with catheters and open and saving lives. I mean, that's got to be so you know gratifying to be able to have somebody come in with a heart attack with crushing chest pain you open up that artery and they're immediately better and that patient was probably going to die 
What was that statistic you just told me before we started doing this? 80% of people, that's their first indication of heart disease is when they come in with a heart attack. Yeah, that statistic is staggering, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's um, but that's, yeah, the 80% of people. So what that tells me is that what you and I are seeing, what we've talked about with the metabolic syndrome, with the obesity and so forth, these, these patients are walking around out there and they have no idea that they're on the verge of a heart attack. You know, you were talking about the coronary calcium score and some of the other screens we can do. Um, you know, we, we had the health expo here. Uh, we didn't have it last year because of the viral pandemic, but um, we gave away coronary calcium score screens to people. Um, and, and, you know, just to try to um, identify those people that are at higher risk, you know, um, we, we were so um, fortunate um, to have people, you know, that um, are interested in this in our community because in, including you, and I've learned a lot from you, um, you know, we have, um, we couldn't have done the Pritikin Center without uh, Bill Gatton. Um, you know, Amazing, man. I know in our community, these people like you, like Bill Gatton, uh, that, that want to try to help people in prevention so that they don't have to, to meet one of us in the cath lab. Um, that's what I think is ultimately where you want to strive to be is, is to try to keep these patients from having to go through those things. And, you know, Bill Gatton was kind enough to understand that and, and to give us the funds for the Pritikin Center, not only in Bristol, but in Kingsport. Um, so we have Pritikin Center in, in both places. And, and we have people like that in our community that are willing to, to, to do those things. So, uh, yeah, it's just very fortunate to, to be in an area like this. You know, I agree 100%. And Dr. Beckner, your heart is in the right place. You know, it's just amazing that we've gotten to be friends and gotten to know each other. We're on the same page. And ultimately, I think we have the same goals as doctors is to, you know, help people. Yeah. I mean, you know, with our medical bureaucracy, and I know I rail about it a lot, um, <laughs> you know, most doctors really want to do the right thing, but sometimes bureaucracy gets in the way but it's just so refreshing to walk in here today and see this amazing institute that you have here and you're truly doing it for the right reasons and I think it's just going to get better and better it's it's really reassuring to know that you can live in a, an area like this where we do have an obesity epidemic mm -hmm. and a smoking and a poor lifestyle lack of exercise and know that we have people like you who are going to save lives and also people that are very interested in you know improving our lifestyle and preventing bad things that are going to happen because as you age you know a lot of bad stuff happens mm -hmm. to you your arteries get a little hardened and you know we need to put our best effort to work together to prevent some of this stuff and to bring you a better lifestyle all the way around i mean think about you're an exercise fanatic i am too just your knees and your back how much it easier it is to weigh a lot yeah. less and to move so you know if we put all this stuff together and i hope we can i hope we can establish somewhat of a 
uh, camaraderie on this to where we can help a lot more people um, even on a wider basis that we can bring to people maybe even all across the country because a lot of people just don't realize this stuff and I think it could be a great little collaboration that we have here I agree a hundred percent and and you know the other thing that I'll add is even you know within many of the people in our community they my my uh, general um, feeling is that you know we did we did uh, a study for Pritikin and where we took people with metabolic syndrome and and as we moved through that study and and um, got these people more healthy um, it became very apparent to me as like one of those aha moments that you know if you educate somebody they they will change uh, people say that um, you know people don't want to change they don't they want their lifestyle the way it is it's too culturally ingrained uh, they've had this for generations you know in Appalachia and so forth um, and I've had some really smart people tell me that and I don't believe it I don't believe it because in the study uh, and my experience has been when these people begin to realize that wait a second so you mean to tell me that by carrying an extra 30 pounds that, like you said, my knees and my back are going to hurt? You mean there's this thing called inflammation? You mean that my diabetes is caused? You know, honestly, it is. A lot of people do not understand these things. And, and uh, we have, you know, uh, people in our community that if they got that knowledge and then, in addition to that knowledge, they got the tools to help them reach their goals. My opinion is, um, and I believe this strongly, that people would change. People would change. They would, they would become healthier. Um, and, um, and, you know, everything in the healthcare system is about the, you know, the mopping up the floors right now. But also my opinion is that um, it would be cost effective for the healthcare system. There's no doubt about that. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, and you know, I wouldn't want to live in anywhere else in the country than right here. I love where we live. Me too. The people we live with are so good and so kind, and I think people are starting to realize that from other places of the country. So yeah. we live in a great area. We have good people. We have smart people. They, they just need a little bit more education and emphasis on what they can do because they truly can. I mean, you can change your genetics. I agree. Genetics are probably 10% of what's going to happen to you. You can even change your genetics by a lot of things and mostly by what you start eating. You yeah. know, that gut microbiome has a huge amount to do with, with your health of your heart, your brain, everything. So, um, this has been a wonderful talk. I hope we can do this more often. And when something new comes to the table, you know, we'll sit and talk about it a little bit. We like to get our podcast out. And I think a lot of people do watch them. And um, I'm so proud and happy to, that you came here today that, to join me. And I mean, it's just an honor to me that, to have you here for somebody like you that's I consider way up here as an interventional <laughs> cardiologist to even talk with me, you know, and, and corroborate on some of this stuff that we've been doing for quite a while now. Uh, like 16, 17 years ago when I formed performance medicine, I, a light bulb had gone off and I realized 
I was really practicing medicine in the wrong way. I was just piling medicine after medicine on somebody. I had seven minutes to spend with them, and I was just practicing the wrong way, really, because of the system. So I broke free from that, and I think I've become a better doctor. I certainly research things a lot more. I spend more time with my patients, and I'm able to, you know, now maybe corroborate with people like you that can kind of say hey this is legitimate stuff that you know we're doing oh yeah yeah um, it's an honor for me to be here i appreciate it honor for me to be here talking to you so i appreciate that and i and i hope we can um whatever good we can do for our community ultimately as a as a doctor that's what you and i both i know we've talked about this before and that's what you and i both got into this for exactly Uh, right so our as humans, our goal is to help other people. If we can't do that, why are we here anyway? But I appreciate this so much. And I love my shirt. Thank you so much. I'm going to wear it proudly when I ride the creeper and I'm yeah. out there exercising. But um, thank you so much, Dr. David Beckner. And we will see you guys next week. Uh, any questions, uh, tune in to performancemedicine.net or get on our YouTube channels and our various platforms and hopefully we can help educate you on how to live a healthier lifespan. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, Please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, We will see you guys next time.